You said you said yeah. ass and all, right? Yeah. Not ass. Not ass and all. No. <laughs> I just, just making sure, you know. So that was what Ash was checking out. Table bump and St. Arda's ass. That's and, what Ashley's taken away from me. <laughs> and, and don't forget dick. Fucking hell, yeah. Well, you, you love putting a dick through a table, dick don't to you? go. <laughs> oh, God. They're Rest- all coming out tonight, isn't they? <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling in New <laughs> Japan. Night two. That's, that's intro. That's intro. <laughs> you always make the intro, Ash. I know. <laughs> I'm not doing the next you episode fucking- now. <laughs> Welcome back to Three Men, One Fall. One Fall. Day Two Fall. Day Two Fall. There Second Fall. <laughs> and it is for another pro wrestling podcast for the fans by the fans. So who are the three men? I'm Jay. I'm Ash. And I'm Russ. Welcome everybody once again. If you're new to the show, you're joining us for night two of the N- uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I always get confused with saying NG NJPW New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 15 night two or day two, depending on what time you watched it. So that's a review we got for you today. We have, yeah. And what a corker it's going to be. Yes. Oh, def- so definitely. 24 hours removed from night one, which was a spectacular show. I've got to go back and uh, retract my rating for it yesterday because I said the show overall was gold. And then, like, thinking about it, I was like, no, it was golding up. It was it was so close to platinum. Not that it matters. Yeah, but now you can't I feel do that bad. Now. Not that, well, <laughs> listen, I've just retconned it. It's just happened. I've, I've Ryan Johnson now. I've just last Jedi'd it. It's done. <laughs> but, yeah. It's fantastic. So hot off the heels of a really fantastic uh, night one for Wrestle Kingdom. We jump straight into Wrestle Kingdom 15, night two, uh, where the main event is, of course, Ibushi uh, has to defend the title that he just won 24 hours earlier against Jay White. So we'll be getting to that for the main event. Ashley's boy. My my boy. The big boy. So, yeah, there was a dark match. Uh, No pre-show properly for this one, but dark match or two dark matches. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to pronounce these women's names, so it's not. Yeah, well, I've I've got it. So, um, go on. There yeah, you go. <laughs> they were they were um, yeah they were both stardom exhibition matches, which is interesting, considering yes. uh, New Japan has never, as far as I'm aware, had a women's roster. It's always been purely men. I don't think it's from a sexist point of view. I just think that in Japan, women have their own. Well, if you want to call them feds, but yeah, they have their own. They have their own promotions, and stardom being the biggest. So it's nice to see them cross over. Maybe it will lead to New Japan getting their own women's roster. We'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the women, well, a lot of the Japanese women, come out of stardom. So 
Yeah, so yeah. if we, if you want to go straight into it, we can go in, unless you want to have a little chat about why New Japan Earth never had a women's roster. Well, and I can't be embarrassed. Is it because they're embarrassed about women's wrestling? Because they've always been male-dominated? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's so much an embarrassment thing. I think it's mm. just the fact that this just never been done. It's, I don't know if women... Well, it's different over there, isn't it? It's all different. I mean, yeah, like we were saying before, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's thing. a cultural thing, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause Embarrassment's a strong word. Yeah, exactly. And I think because they have their own promotions, I think it just makes more sense for them to just do it that way instead. But what's the point but, of... Vote? I mean... It, what's the point of owning... They own, they, they own it, so why can't they... Well, it's New Japan's parent company, Bushiroad, that owns it. They they bought them. Yeah. So, is it as well? Is it an adopted child they don't want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, look, if if it's a cultural thing, like Jay's saying there, then you know that's not always necessarily the easiest or quickest thing to try and break free from. You know, the West is is isn't exactly innocent of it. I mean, you think how long it took to to feature women, even though they was already in the company. Uh, mm. to a capacity to show them actually to wrestle and to yeah. be more than, you know, just, you know, prancing around in their bra and, and panties. That's the way I actually liked it. So <laughs> like to say. <laughs> Look, we all enjoy, a, you know, a fair amount of it back in the day, especially from the, the generation we grew up in. Oh, but, yeah. You know, but looking back on it and seeing where it's, you know, how far it's come and where it is now, it's so much better now. But uh, I don't know. It's... If it's a cultural thing, it will take time. But I suppose at least they put it on. Mm. Um, but it's it's strange, isn't it? Because you're not really going to get to sort of know how the crowd's reacting on the basis that they couldn't make any audible noise either. Yeah. So, yeah. Dark, I mean, but it, it was a dark match. Well, two dark matches. A tag match, and I think, was it singles? Um, uh, it was a six-man... Oh, six-man. <laughs> six, women, six women tag and a, a, just a normal tag team match. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, um, I'm not... You know, I'm not really sure. I suppose from a business standpoint, it's better for them because mm. uh, it's double the money, really, isn't it? They're getting getting money for Stardom tickets. You know, Stardom's huge as well. It is- yeah, no, and I'm not sure whether they have a TV thing over there. I'm sure they do, but there's again, there's nothing. I mean, New Japan is accessible just about here, but Stardom is. I've never seen a Stardom show because I've got mm. no idea where to even start. That'd I don't be good, think though. it's on Fight TV, is it? Uh, I don't know, actually. I mean, I've never... I, I've got to be honest and put my hands up. I've never searched for stardom and really sort of gone out my way to watch anything from from there. So, um, you know, I, but that's why I think this is I quite good. I think it'll good. be something I'm going to do in the future, for sure. Let's check yeah, it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, they had they had Candice Ray and um, Tony Storm. They got B Priestley. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's a champ, right? So... Yeah. It's... Look, the positive to take away from it is that they they got to perform at New Japan's biggest show of the year. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, so that's, a, that's a platform for them, at least, anyway. Exactly. And with this new TV deal, I don't know what that might entail. You know, and if that opens up more eyes, again, in the West to stardom, then that's, you know, win-win, isn't it? Um, absolutely. For, for New Japan. But we'll get into it a bit later on. But obviously, we were saying about night one with the ref bumps and things. So <laughs> there was more of those to come tonight. And how it, you know, that's not something that New Japan usually do. So yeah. whether or not they're borrowing this sort of stuff from the West and, you know, now adopting it into their own um, sort of their own kind of system and their own booking, then, you know, if that's the case, then maybe this is another thing that they're now 
taken from the West, you know, incorporating women into their into their shows. So, which, hey, well, which, I'm which all, would be I'm a good all for thing. it because yeah. I mean, when I first started watching New Japan, I didn't even know that there wasn't any women on it because, like, when I when I started watching a few years ago and I was fresh into it and I obviously didn't do any research and I thought, well, you know, I've heard about this promotion for a long time, but I've never actually watched it. Um, but yeah, it was surprising for me to see that there was no women actually in it at all. Um, so it yeah. was, yeah, it took a bit of getting used to, but I guess, you know, going back to what we said with stardom sort of makes sense, but yeah, it's nice to see, nice to see and get a bit of, uh, limelight in Russell Kingdom. I'd like to think, no doubt, no doubt. I'd like to think next year they'll get a match on, a, on one of the days, but. Well, this is the thing because I think this is the first Russell Kingdom that they've actually, um, introduced women's matches as well. Well, I think there was one last year, but once again, it was a dark. I don't think it got yeah. shown. So, mm. but having B Priestley, having B Priestley there being there, that kind of elevates it a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, without further ado, then let's get into it. Let's yes, get it let's on. do it. Let's get it on. Yeah. I see. So, reading up on this, then uh, they must have sort of factions like they do in New Japan because. Um, Yes, the Queen's Quest is one, wasn't it? And and the other one was Donna Del Mondo, yeah. So um, I'm assuming that they must have factions like Bullet Club Chaos um, because this second match, another dark match from Stardom, was again Donna Del Mondo, but that was consistent of Sayori and Guilia, and they defeated uh, Maya Iwatani and Tam Nakano. Mm. Yeah, probably is then. But then I don't know whether or not that is just something... That you find more in Japan, yeah, I think it might be. It could be that, yeah. For those of you out there that uh, follow New Japan a lot more closely, um, week by week, especially more than I, I have been, um, then yeah, absolutely, let us know in the comments and um, give us a bit more uh, insight into stardom. Tell us, t- tell us what to get on, which shows are the best ones to get on, and, and we'll get yeah, on those. Absolutely, because um, I'd love to actually get into stardom. Yeah. Not actually to wrestle, but I'd love to get into watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so coming into the opener for day two then, it was uh, a four-way match for the uh, provisional KOPW 2021 trophy. And it was Toru Yano versus uh, Chase Owens versus Bad Luck Fale and Bushi. Mm. So what did we think? Well, these, So these were the winners from that battle royal that I loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I it was. I don't really know what to make of it because it was so quick. It. I mean, it was under ten minutes. Yeah, so the quickest it's se- se- seven and a half minute match. Yeah, yeah, the quickest match of the whole two nights. Is that the quickest? What's the shortest match in Wrestle Kingdom history? Well, I doubt there's any matches that last a minute. No, but no. that's got to be that's got to be a contender yeah. for one of the shortest, right? Yeah, I'm assuming they did that though to make it for the the length of the Battle Royal on day one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. (laughs) Rumour has it that Battle Royal's still going on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what to really make of it. And I didn't really know any of the guys or or really any of the background on it. So, you know, my word for this one's not really going to be worth anything, to be honest. Like, it was was enjoyable. Yeah. um, you know, for what well, it was and for how long it was, but it, it really just was. It, it didn't really. F- I'm not knocking them, but in terms of Wrestle Kingdom, and especially from coming off the back of night one, it just. I don't know. It just. It felt very strange. It felt very odd. It felt like, like a pre show match that went on the main card. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's the best way of putting it. When you look at Night One's opener, which could have which could have been a main event anywhere in the world, Takahashi yeah. and El Fantasmo could headline any any show anywhere you go, and people would yeah. buy their tickets. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether or not the card uh, or, or the TBCs that would have been on it, because obviously you couldn't have said who was going to be in the first match because you didn't know who won the Battle Royal yet before you bought tickets. Also, you didn't know whether it would be Kota or Naito going up against Jay White for night two. Either way, though, you'd be looking at a moneymaker. But there was considerably less fans for this one than there was at night two. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 7,200? 7,801. Yeah, which yeah. compared to the uh, the night before, which was 12,000, was it? 12,689. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's not half, but it's it's a lot less. No, so, I don't, yeah. know. I don't know what com- the reason for that would be, but... Right, and it's combined to 20,490. Yeah. Well, going back to what we were saying, well, what Russ was just saying about um, not knowing any of the guys, um, Chase Owens, I've, I know of him, I don't really know much of what he's done. Mm. Um, Bad Luck Farley used to be in Bullet Club. I'm not well, sure if he still is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the few original members still going. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's only him and Bushi that I've ever heard of because Bushi's from Los... Uh, Inconcronopolis. Inconcronopolis, Dijapon. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be um, It used to be Bushi, Evil and Sonada. Right. Yes. Which comprised of the, the three. Them. Yeah, and that they, they were a badass team. And, but, um, and also, you recognise some of the names if you played any of the uh, Fire Pro Wrestling games. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they've gone off onto their uh, their own singles runs, and they've all done really well. Surprisingly, they've they've all done well. It's it's rare that you get like a a, a stable of, of three or more people, and they all go off on their own singles runs, and actually all do really well. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, yeah, Tor- Toru Yano though mm-hmm. is the only one I, I don't really know much about, but he he, he was the winner as well, so. Yeah. I like the uh, way he won. Yeah. When he, cause, um, when Chase Owens and, uh, Farley are arguing after they'd done their tag finisher and who deserved the win. And then he low blows them and picks up the victory. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a nice touch. It was. And again, like we said, it's not the, it wasn't the best opener, but, um, it was good. You know, it set up the action for night two. Yeah. So from a from a standpoint of ratings then, what are we saying? Well, first of all, can I just say, I thought Russell would like this match more because it's all about a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't actually see that one coming. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I don't need to give them... Any trophy I give them isn't going to be as good as the one they won, right? Well, so. can, can, we, can you give a trophy for the trophy? A trophy yeah. for the trophy. I love all of New Japan's trophies, and I love the IWGP belts as well. They're some of my favourite belts going. And I love... Definitely. Yeah, uh, they are. They're great. Get to it for the main event, but I love like that the colours of the straps as well. In like They mean different things. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's awesome that you've got all that backstory to it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'd feel kind of harsh giving it a bronze, but... Uh, but it it just it was just really short. Like it's just not what I was expecting. And again, like that's that's probably just me being ignorant. But for me, it was just a bronze in comparison to everything else from night one. I don't want to keep comparing it because this is technically a different show. But 
Yeah, bronze for me, I think, for this one. Ash? Uh, being fair, 2.75. Oh, that's a low. That's a low blow in itself, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll give it a, give it a 3.25. Yeah, there's nothing Again, wrong with it. It wasn't the best no, match. No, like I say, nothing wrong with it. There really probably, is nothing wrong with it. It's probably the lowest we're going to give. Probably the lowest we're going to give all night. Yeah, I, I, I would have thought so. Yeah. All right, then. Well, getting on <laughs> to the next one. That's your good at it, isn't it? Suzuki Gun. I just want to mention Suzuki Gun because they are one of the best. And one of the most, not as really talked about factions in New Japan. Led by the great... Um, Minoru Suzuki, which is one of the baddest men on the planet. The baddest one of the baddest man. men in New Japan. He, he is an absolute legend. And he's an absolute beast. He's, he's great, honestly. He's, su- he's such a good heel. <laughs> he has been for years. But yeah, it was um, El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru uh, going in as the champions. And it was actually for the um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Hmm. And um and they defeated uh one or eight, which is Rosuki Taguchi and Master Watto with um Hiroyoshi Tenzan on the sidelines. So they retained. So what did we think of that then? What do we think of that? Well, it's again I don't want to keep comparing tonight one, but obviously you only got two tag matches over spread out of the, the whole Wrestle Kingdom event. So looking at the two, yeah. it was the two did not compare for me at all. The Gorillas of Destiny title match was just far superior. And again, so, but oh, it, yeah. it is difficult though, because I'm looking at match one and match two from night one, comparing it to match two, uh, one and match two from night two. And it just, so far, this has felt like a bit of a slower start to the show. Um, yeah. But you've got to remember though, um, these are mid-card titles. Yeah. These are the junior heavyweight tag team titles. So it is, it is sort of the mid-card. So it's nothing, obviously, yeah, hundred percent. It's definitely not going to be as good as the um, the uh, Gorillas Destiny match. But, but, but for, yeah. for me, I mean, I guess then for me that would have been maybe maybe would have swapped one or the other around. You know what I mean? Like maybe put the yeah. Gorillas Destiny tag yeah. match on night two, just to. Yeah. I would have done the same because yeah. night one so far, obviously, we'll probably you know say which one we preferred at the end. I'd, I'd assume, but for me, I think. So far, when looking at the two, like I said before, it just feels that night one was just straight out of the gates, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Pedal to the metal. I think it's. I think it's always been like that. They are. They always because night one, it was. It was all the big titles were defended. Yeah, and then obviously the main event of night two was the IWGP again. But yeah, it was. It's sort of all the mid card titles that were defended on night two. So it seems to be like a Raw and SmackDown if you like. Night one's like the Raw, and then. Well- Smackdown's you know, going to say because like, night one is always January 4th, it's always the Wrestle Kingdom day, and that's probably why they did yeah. those matches first. Mm-hmm. If it was, if yeah, and I can if, see yeah, why. If it was over in America or whatever, you'd probably do day two first and have day one second. Yeah, yeah. don't get yeah. me wrong, I still think day one starting with Phantasmo and uh, Takahashi, like that for me. Like, like I say, like you, you should start with that because it was like straight away. Like you wouldn't want to start with something that was a bit like, oh, especially after that battle royal. So, yeah, it was straight out the gate, straight out straight the gate, out set the bar. But look, I mean, I mean, this match in general, I think it was, it was decent. 
And again, there's nothing wrong with it. It just, there wasn't really anything that overly stood out for me that I'd take away from it. And, and, and it was really memorable, like so many of the other matches spread across the, yeah. the two nights. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if you're new to uh, New Japan as well, it does take a while to get your head around all the belts they've got because they have got a lot of titles. Yeah, how many, uh, titles, they, how many, yeah. How, how many titles I'm are not, there? I'm not sure... If they still exist, they used to a year or so ago, but I'm not sure if they still do now. They used to have a triples tag title as well. Um, but yeah, but I'm not sure if they've actually dropped that or not. Uh, but title-wise, I think there's, there's, there's more than 10. Definitely more than 10. Well, and yeah. then you include your trophies and your cups and... Yeah, because, else. I mean, you've got your, your OWGP heavyweight, your OWGP junior heavyweight, then you've got your uh, US title... Then you've got your your never open weight championship. Um, it's continental. continental. Yeah. yeah you, then you've got your, your junior heavyweight tag team championships. Um, the OWGP tag championships. If I said them, I'm not sure. Um, there's a lot, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple <laughs> of others, but yeah, there is, there is a lot of titles. And then you go G1, uh, best yeah. of Super Juniors. Super, yeah. yeah. G1 so, climax. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. There is a lot. But I don't know. I, I I did enjoy it. And again, this was probably another one that wasn't... This was under 20 minutes. Maybe this clocked in around about 15? Uh, 13 minutes, 20 seconds. Okay, yeah. not far off, but yeah. So again, that's that's quite short for New Japan. But uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was, it, it was good. Nothing stood out to me, but it was no, good. The only thing that stood out to me was um, Eddie Guerrero. I mean, sorry, uh, what's his name? Great, Wat- <laughs> Great Wat- Wato? That was, so I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't know whether to say anything about this or not, because I don't know what his, his deal is. Again, because I don't know an awful lot about a lot of the guys in this one. But I've never actually heard of him personally either. He seems like he's been around for a while, and they were yeah. kind of alluding to it on commentary and stuff. But the first thing I noticed, like Ash said there, was the tights were, and the boots were straight out of, you know, Guerrero, Los, Los Guerrero's yeah, era as well. Yeah, three time. Yeah tag titles with Chavo and it's but it was some of the music because obviously he hit the three amigos which they refer to as the three amigos and he was doing those kind of like Eddie had like a really unique way of delivering like a, a forearm where mm. he kind of like he's kind of like curled over and he and he kind of jumps into it but instead of like his arm being like horizontal it was always like this and mm. he'd always go into it like that and he was delivering a lot of them like with stomp and stuff like that as I just didn't know whether or not he was paying homage to him or if his gimmick was that. So if his gimmick was that, again, like it's different cultures and stuff, isn't it? But it was really, I just, you know, you're not really your own person if your whole gimmick is to be somebody else. No. Yeah, Ziggler. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, but I don't know, because that may very well not be the case. Uh, can I just say, I think we got the name wrong. I think it's the other guy. It must have been Rasuki Taguchi then. Yeah, do you want to, yeah, yeah. Because like, like I said, he did the three amigos and the forearms, and it's, if he did the frog splash, that was going too far. But he, he, it, it, it stood out to me more. But so, do you want to talk about the finish? I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember it. I, can't. I don't remember it either. That's why I asked you. <laughs> I watched. I watched like a week ago, and so it's like it's a lot of it's like. I mean, I've slept since then. Let's put it that way. I did try, I sort of like skimmed through a bit more again today, but to be honest, I kind of picked up from match three, which mm. we'll get into, and then just sort of went from there. But 
What did you say? The, the, there were new champs, weren't there? They retain, retained. No, they retained, yeah. Suzuki Gun retained. Right, okay. So, there you go. Again, that's probably on me, and I need to just give more of a chance to these things, but I'm not used to... It's a very different product to what you're accustomed to seeing over here in the West, isn't it? I really, really enjoyed both of these shows, but it's going to take me probably a bit of time to get used to the way that they do things, I think. Yeah. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's just it's yeah, one of it does, those things. Yeah, it does take a while to come accustomed to it, yeah. All right, so rating-wise then, what, what do you think? Three. This is where I go in the middle of two trophies and I give it a brilver. <laughs> I think that's the first Brilver ever used as well. <laughs> I think I've I think I've done it once before, but I, it's yeah, a Brilver or, or, or a Sons, but Brilver <laughs> sounds better and nah, it doesn't not... highlight my mild lisp. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it um, again. I'd give it another three point two five. If I could remember it more, probably could be higher. But yeah, I, I think we're all in the same boat with that one, really. <laughs> It was really good for the, you know, you could put that up against other tag matches that you sometimes see and it would stand out, but it doesn't stand out among the Wrestle Kingdom cards with yeah. everything else on there. That's that's the point I think I'm trying to make, just because I don't want to be misinterpreted as thinking, oh, I thought it was rubbish and, you know, actually it was a really good match. It just didn't live up to the others for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, so we're starting to get into the big ones now. Yes. Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah, so the next match, and I mean, I was surprised at this one because this is one that I did watch all the way through and it was really, really good. Um, Shingo Takagi um, going in as the champion. It's for the uh, the Never Never Openweight Championship versus Jeff Cobb. So backstory to this one I did know, or a little bit of it, is that Shingo has never defeated Jeff Cobb. So they was explaining it on commentary. So then I went back to have a look at some of the you know, other times that they've had their encounters and stuff, but he'd never defeated Jeff Cobb. And I kind of, in my head, I was like, I think Jeff Cobb is taking it purely for the fact that I just feel like he should. But then in my head, I was like, well, hang on. Great O'Khan lost, Will Ospreay lost. So again, like if anybody else from the Empire wins, but their leader didn't. So that kind of, for me, put into my mind a bit of doubt. Yeah. But the way the, 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 way the match played out, which I know we're going to come to now, uh, th- this was fantastic, wasn't it? But yeah, definitely. Ash Ash said it first about Jeff Cobb, so you can have the floor with this one, mate. Yeah. AEW, you messed up for not signing <laughs> Jeff Cobb. <Yeah. laughs> no, I mean honestly, I, I agree there, Ashley. I really do because he's got the, he, he's the, got the thing that they need in a big man. Yeah, you he's, know he's absolutely great. You know when he first showed up, and obviously because he only really had that, he had one match with Moxley, didn't he? Which was really just to kind of get Moxley over. And he was like introduced as the enforcer of the inner circle. Mm. And a lot of people were saying then, like, this guy would be the perfect, like, Taz would be his manager. And yeah. I think if Team Taz, I think if they had got Jeff Cobb, uh, I, I think Jeff Cobb would have probably replaced Brian Cage, honestly. Well, to be honest, I mean, if, they was, if he was going to do that, it could have been Cobb instead of Hobb. <laughs> Powerhouse Cobb. <laughs> it, it could have been Cobb. It could have been corn on the cob, but instead of cooking it on the hob. So I mean, <laughs> they, they missed out on that. <laughs> oh, wrestling's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. But the thing is, the other thing that made me think that as well is like in his entrance, 
he's walking down to the ring and he just kind of looked a bit like, I know it was his hair and it wasn't like when Taz had the, like the flannel over his head, yeah. but he kind of like, he's like just a bigger sort of like almost meaner version. I don't know if I should say meaner because Taz was fucking mean back in the day, but you know, he just reminded me of Taz coming down to the ring and it was, it really was something, but yeah, I mean, cause when I saw him on AW, that was the first time I'd seen him wrestle. I'd heard of him, but Never seen him wrestle. First and I thought the same, me. yeah. First what? time for me. But what did you think? What did you guys think to that AEW match? Because it was good. but It was good, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. I mean, compared to this, it was like two different people. Yeah. So I don't know what the, you know, I, I don't know what happened. Um, it, again, it wasn't a bad match with Moxley, but... Well, they had to put him over, didn't they? That's the thing. I mean, sure, but, you know, you can have people go over. Like we said with Great Okan, Great Okan lost his match... Uh, the night before, but he still came out looking super strong. Oh yeah. The only result, so you could, the only result I'd have been happy with would have been a DQ by Cobb because he's bad Moxie so so much. Mm. But getting a lucky pin. Yeah, it didn't, I don't think. Yeah, I think they they definitely dropped the ball with Cobb. They it's a shame. Did, they definitely I dropped the corn. It, it, it's, I suppose it does depend on on what other factors were at play. I mean, maybe he he was already. You know, there was already going to be something on the table. Yeah. And again, like if the relationship isn't that great between AEW and New Japan and, you know, he was going to New Japan, but he wasn't going to be allowed to compete in AEW whilst he did so. You don't know. I, I don't know. But then uh, that's a strange deal because AEW wrestlers can go over to New Japan. Yeah. So then a New Japan not allowing them to come to AEW. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, just left, he just left Ring of Honor at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Really great guy. I'm 100% sure we'll see some really good things from Jeff Cobb yeah. in the future. After this, I'm I'm honestly, Jeff Cobb, I think, is one of the ones to watch, like super yeah. close, because this guy, and um, Shingo as well. I mean, like, I, I didn't really know much about him, but he wasn't exactly like a slouch either. Like, he's not a small bloke. Nah. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could look at them both and he was a bit more, he had more of a, um, uh, I think physique wise, he reminded me a bit like of, of Damien Priest. And True. I suppose, yeah. then, yeah. as a byproduct, maybe even Baron Corbin, like he had that same kind of like physique. But again, like two really big men, or, or at least they look like big men. Um, you know, it, not just in you know how big, muscular, but how tall. But yeah. them two going at it, if you consider that a big man match, that's probably one of the best big man matches I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Ever seen? It was just. Like, I say non-stop, but it wasn't just, like, high-octane, big, flashy moves. But that's the thing. Like, because there wasn't as many, but when when there's not as many, it means more anyway. But when they come from a bigger bloke, it yeah. just means more in general. Like, yeah, we've said absolutely. before about Brody Lee and, you know, when he was Luke Harper and stuff and, he, and he'd come out and it was when the big guys do it, it your eyes pop and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. you can't believe it. And... Is that a Vader reference? <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, it's Japan. <laughs> in Japan, yeah. It's um. There's just some of the suplexes and just the raw power and strength mm. from both of them. Yeah, it was particularly Cobb. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of the deadlift suplexes and, and stuff like that, and there was just it got to that point in the latter half of the match where it was just like trading suplexes, and then they started off with the forearms, didn't they? And then they went back to it a bit more towards the end. I just love the way uh, New Japan matches, by and large, just have some of the best builds throughout the match. Yeah. And the psychology in them is, is honestly, it's like another level. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Um, Jeff Cobb did lose. Uh, Shingo did retain. 
Uh, yeah. What do you think the right man won? This is the only problem that I probably say I had with the match is more that it was one of those where I didn't care who was face and who was heel. Yeah, because it was such a good match. That's the only bad thing I can say. Like I wasn't invested in a winner. I just enjoyed watching this match. Yeah, I mean personally, I think the right man did win because, like, as you said before, he'd never beaten Jeff Cobb. Yeah. So to do to do it on the on the big stage of Wrestle Kingdom as well, I think was a it was a nice thing. Definitely. But that's suppose- not that's not to say that Jeff Cobb's not going to come back and you know because he what well, he will definitely if he sticks with New Japan, he will be a champion. And he could be a champion this year. I, I think it's hard to to imagine that. Uh, I, I think Osprey will probably be the first one again. It's that hierarchy of that new faction, right? So oh yeah, the yeah. Empire all lost at Wrestle Kingdom with this match now in the book. So, you know, it's the start of the year for him. I just, I think 2021, as the year progresses, the empire slowly rise up and it will start with Will Ospreay leading the reins, yeah. taking the reins of it. And straight after him, I think it's, it's got to be Jeff. Yeah. You know, Jeff's got to get something somewhere. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that title from... Um, Tagaki. Yeah. Shingo, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised no, if he from Shingo. Yeah, yeah. Can you see Cobb and um, Great Khan as a tag team? I'm challenging for the titles. I think I could see him as a tag team, but I yeah. don't think I want to. Yeah. But like I said before, like, uh, earlier though, if those triple tag team titles still do exist, um, you, you know, the Empire can be all over that. Absolutely. I guess. But like we said, I think about night one, um, Will Ospreay is probably going to be going for that heavyweight, I think at some point. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, or, or unified, if they're still going to be unified by that point. But I wouldn't mind seeing Ibushi and um, Osprey go at it again as well, because they always or, have really good matches. Or, Jay or maybe White. it's Jay White and Osprey. Well, you never know. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> well, you will by the end of this. And if you've already seen it, which you probably have. But yeah, <laughs> it was fucking, it was good, wasn't it? This this match. Absolutely. Was, this is what we need. Like this is what I needed after the first two. Yeah. And this came in at a more normal Wrestle Kingdom time, I think, as well, like nearly yeah, half hour. 21 minutes. Right. So, but yeah, explosive as hell, this match. Who's going to uh, wrap up who won the match and how it ended then? Well, Shingo came in with the last of the dragon. One, two, three, retains oh, the title. The, that was it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad one of us remembered. Also, yeah. <laughs> also one thing one thing that I should mention was Cobb did get a little bit cut. So that was the only bit of blood. Just side of his nose, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, what we're giving this for a rating then, boys? 4.25. Oh, yeah. High end, isn't it? This one. It was so close to a platinum. It's a golden for me. It's four and a half for me. I've got got to. Fuck it. It was such a good match. So many matches. Really good. You've got all these, like, potential match of the year contenders already. And I know yeah. that's not like, again, like it goes at the rating thing, but in terms of just how good these matches are, to start them straight away in the year is fucking brilliant. Yeah. All right then, boys. <laughs> so, the next match, and this was interesting for me, again, because it's um, it was just a singles match. No titles were involved, but it was uh, Sonada versus Evil. So, obviously, Evil being the old leader of Los Ingonconobles de Japón, and Sonada being the young gun in that group coming up, and um, yeah, he got the win. He got over Evil as well, the leader of the Bullet Club. So it was really good. Um, yeah, Evil well, was with was with Dick Togo as well. Love Dick Togo, leader for the Bullet Club. Yeah, Evil isn't he? But 
I thought it's weird when we say like young lions because hasn't Sonada been there for years, or am I making that up? Uh, he's he's been there for at least four years. Yeah, three or four years. Yeah, but yeah, when he yeah it was yeah him evil and Bushi and Sonada was like the the young lion of Got the yeah. group. But um, yeah, it's nice to see. It. He's really, he's really changed since since he's gone singles, and he's got he's got really, really good. He's a lot better than he was. It's been in New Japan since 2016, which oh okay, yeah. So so young lions, four yeah, or five years then, yeah. Yeah, young lions do last that long, I think. Because like we okay. said, we have um, Great Okan. He's been there for a while, but he's only just recently become a mm. the upgrade. The upgrade. <laughs> the upgrade. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> else. <laughs> so instead of broadband, he's fibre. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I liked it. And it was reminiscent to the Osprey Okada match to a degree, mm. wasn't it? Because like you were saying, it's the former members of the same faction. Mm. Um, yeah. So again, another grudge match, no titles, but just the story. And it was a different match to that one, obviously. But... Sonada, the first thing that jumped out at me was Sonada's entrance. That mm. get up. Yeah. I know it's not wrestling related, <laughs> but the the Sonada, I think, in his entrance looked the best out of anybody over the the whole of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. The I jacket agree. with the yeah. you know on the shoulders and the sort of spike things going up and then that mask and everything. Um, yeah, that mask is so fucking kick ass. It's, it's really it's, good. His get up is awesome, man. It yeah. was really, really cool. But yeah, the match was the ma- the match was good. I don't think it was as good as Cobb and Shingo. No. For me. But having said that, this match surprised me again with the Western influences. I don't want to keep calling them that if they're not. Like, because if Japan do actually do that sort of stuff more often, like I don't want to make it sound like, oh, they're just copying Whatever, like I don't believe in all that sort of stuff anyway. Like you, the whole attitude era, which we all supposedly love so much, was only there because it copied from ECW, which sort of copied from other people and borrowed from blah blah blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, NWO so, was Japan. Well, like, well, this is what I mean. So exactly, yeah. But there was like because weapons were brought into this one a bit more, and there was a. Would you say it was a chair shot? It kind of, it kind of was a chair shot. He did hit. Yeah, yeah. He hit him like obviously with the. Um, the edge of the chair, uh, not evil, his manager. Dick Togo. Dick Togo. Dick yeah. Togo, when he actually manages to get in the ring because <laughs> Big there's Dick another Togo. ref bump. <laughs> hey, kind tie for life, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. The re- Another ref bump, weaponry, um, the table. I'll tell you what made me laugh, though, when Dick goes through the table. Yes, that's was, the greatest. That was hilarious. <laughs> that's the greatest bump of all night. It's like it yeah, was the, man. the softest little like powder kind of knock into the ropes, and he he registers it, and he's like, "Oh, I've been hit. Where's the table? There it is. Jumps up in the air vertically." Yeah, it just yeah. reminds me. Of, whenever anyone does something like that, it's kind of like um, the scene in Django Unchained at the end oh. when he's at the top of the staircase and he shoots that woman, and she goes like to the left. Yeah, she goes miles. <laughs> <She> just, yeah, <laughs> Dick Togo was that lady uh, from Django Unchained yeah, in that bit. I- one of my, I'm sure it's this match where Evil puts him um, into the ring announcer. That barricade, yeah, 
there, and because the, the, the barricades are just on top of the announcer, wasn't it? Yeah. And he, and he gets, he gets, <laughs> I was like, is there someone under there? And it was just this bloke. And again, like you know, what I said uh, about night one, and we was like, oh yeah, when they look like they get so offended, and yet like then that happened, I was like, oh, all shit's gonna kick off in a minute. The announcer team is gonna get up. Because that was something we didn't mention, actually, is that because um, they had, obviously, the commentary team had changed slightly for the English commentary. And also Jushin Thunder Liger was on the Japanese commentary for night two. Mm. But we had Rocky... Um, Rocky Romero. Rocky Romero. So, yeah. Ex-tag team partner of Trent Barrow, who's now in AEW. They used to be Rapongi Vice. Rapongi Vice. <laughs> yeah, this was funny as fuck. Well, it, it was wasn't... great. It, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. It probably wasn't meant to be funny, but I was just laughing my arse off because that accompanied with that table bump was hilarious. Yeah. Well, the fact that he did it again, yeah. like a minute later, as soon as the guy got up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what Ash was referring to yesterday. That guys, if you if you've heard our night one review already, what about the table we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about the table spot for um, uh, Okada and Osprey. That's still the look. I know you said, and obviously you meant that as a joke, or at least I'm assuming you did, because the Osprey and Okada table bump was obviously better. No, man, because Dick Togo doing an elbow drop yeah. on the table for no reason is hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this is this more one memorable. was better. This one was better because it it was so bad it was good. It was it's memorable. You're not going to forget it. No. In a hurry. Yeah. It was great. And he really went through the table as well. Like he honestly made sure he put himself through that table so yeah. good. Like, if Ashley was to take a table bump, like, I think that's what it would be. <laughs> you know what? It also reminded me a little bit of um, was Takeover War Games with McAvee. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But yeah. Obviously, not as good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, this it was good. I did enjoy the match because of stuff like this, it was quite fun and it a lot surprised me uh, yeah. in the match. And. It was just shy of 25 minutes as well, 23 minutes and 40 seconds. There you go. So we're at that kind of right point now for Wrestle Kingdom, aren't we, with these oh, matches? Definitely. What did you think then? Because like Joe, what you were saying uh, in the match before, like, do you think the right person went over? Personally, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Because he's got a lot more to gain than Evil. I mean, Evil's like, he's, he's been pushed really well. And Sonata going over, um, yeah, I really, I think he, he, he really, I think they, he did. I think the right person did win that one. Absolutely. Because Sonada's great. And I can again, he's another one that's got such a bright future in front of him as well. I can, yeah, I can believe that. The guy looks like a star, there's no doubt. Yeah. And I know. What, what did everyone make of the finish, though? Because this was the only thing that kind of had me thinking a little bit like. I, I scratched my head a tiny, tiny bit just because it's it felt a bit different to other New Japan finishes where he hit the move, didn't go for a pin, hit another big move, didn't go for a pin. And then he went for, for the moonsault, and then he got the pin one, two, three. Yeah. So I just thought that was a bit. I don't know. I, maybe it was just me, and I'm not noticing it where I should have been noticing it somewhere else. But it did stick out a little bit for me in this match particularly. I, I, I guess the the only way that I can think of it is the fact that uh, obviously Evil used to be his well leader, his his, his mentor, if you like. Mm. And um, obviously, I'm, I'm guessing it. It was just a way to, to say like, I'm better than you. Um, okay. Like, yeah, like, literally, instead of just doing the move, pinning him, going the extra mile of saying, right, you know... I've got... I've, it, I've, I've, I've still it, got all of this I, in the tank. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That ties in, then, I think, with maybe what they were saying on commentary as well, because they said that going into it, they were expecting to see maybe a bit more of an aggressive side of Sonada, and then, actually, he, he just wrestled how he basically normally would. Obviously, yeah. upped his gear, but 
his Arsenal, you know, he was still pulling everything out of his Arsenal as you, as you would expect and everything like that. So he beat Evil on his terms. Yeah. Right, so what what rating are we giving that then? For me, again, it, it's another 4.5 for me. I agree with that. I Well, I mean... I can see Gilver coming out. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's exactly that. It's, it's Gilver. It, it is Gilver for me. You know, I, I, I did love it. It was good. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what Sonata does. And again, he's another one I really want to watch going forward. And especially after the end of tonight, which yeah. we will get Also, to. I felt weird yeah. that this was the only match on day two that wasn't a title match or for a trophy, let's say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Go, going into the the seventh match, the one before the main event, then it was uh, it was for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title, um, and it was um, Hiromu Takahashi going in against um, Taiji Ishimori, who was the champion, and mm. uh, Takahashi took the belt. Yes, and again, I, before we go into it, I, again, I, I definitely think the right man won. It's nice yeah, to I see. Do. It's nice to see a title on Takahashi. I really enjoyed this one. I liked the yeah. main event was was fantastic, and it was twenty five minutes and thirty seconds. That's you know, the semi main event right in the West doesn't like you don't really pay it much attention to it. It's it's the main event, or like in WWE they say, oh, we've got five main event matches tonight, but they'll be like anywhere in the card. Yeah, and, like one of them will come on <laughs> at, like match two or something, yeah, which is like, yeah. the worst spot. Yeah, but like because that announcer was back, obviously for this one with the you know with the Don King wig and everything, and. He gets he gets you so pumped for a semi main like a semi main event is a big deal. I'm guessing then in Japan it felt like yeah, it was absolutely. It just it does it, it does do a great job of hyping you up for the whole card. Yeah, and then you know what's coming up where as well. But yeah, for for the semi main event, this was I, I preferred this. Um, I say I preferred it. I, I there are some things I preferred about it too. Is one with El Fantasmo, but there were other things that I thought obviously because I really did enjoy that opener from night one like a lot. Um, but this one, I think, what you're saying, really, Jay, I think that was the, the, what I pr- probably preferred about it more was because there really was like something at the end of the rainbow in this match. Yeah, and like you said, right person probably won. Takahashi, just yeah, time I mean, bomb. The, t- the ticking time bomb <laughs> runs away with it. It's that's what you need. I did. I really. I just enjoyed it. But again, I didn't know an awful lot about the opponent in this one. What was his name? Uh, Taiji Ishimori. I've heard of him and I've I've seen him wrestle a few times, but again, I, yeah. yeah, I don't really know an awful lot about him. Same, uh, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's sometimes I think that's what can be difficult when you're first watching, like when you watch a wrestling product for the first time, uh, that you, and you don't know any of the people in it. Like their in ring work speaks for itself. Like it really does, and it's definitely one hundred percent some of the best in the in, entire world. But when you don't know the the people or the characters, it's you know I could probably watch this again in a year's time after watching more of him, and then maybe change my opinion on it. You see what I mean? Yeah. Is that an episode so, for next year? Yeah, we'll have to do uh, Wrestle Kingdom year in review. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was gonna no, say- I, I really really enjoyed it, but I, I don't know what was the standout points for the match. Do you think the clothesline on the outside? <sighs> yeah. I loved it. Beastly. <laughs> so beastly. I mean, it's something I've seen them do a few times, but it still makes me smile and go, yeah, that's why I love wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Smile and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I'll a agree. t-shirt no, design agree, yeah. down the road there. Smile and go, yep. <laughs> that's why I love wrestling as well. 
Don't forget that part. Yeah. That can go on the back. I did like the fact he also sold the uh, broken hand that he had from El Fantasmo. Yeah. Because you, you would have thought probably they wouldn't have been coming to the match, but they did do it. That's why I said in the review um, for night one about like it, it was good because it just felt like it was building into the, you know, it puts him in peril. Hmm. And if you really want to see him go over because he, he, he was the face... So, you know, if you want him to win the match, then that puts him at the disadvantage, which is what the face... The face should usually, more often than not, be the underdog anyway. Yeah. And he was, I feel, coming into it because of that injury. But he was selling it in the... You know those kind of like post-match conferences they do when they're at the table? Yes. Yeah. So they were showing like snippets of that, weren't they, from night one? And he's he's sat there and he's he's got his arms stretched out, mm. like, you know, still selling the hand like at the, the conference while he's, you know... He's doing his thing, and I just thought this is like it, it's just, it is really just great. Like they honestly put, there's just the psychology in it. It's just fantastic. It's like something I'm not used to seeing it done to this degree, yeah, and this well. No, fantastic match. I really enjoyed this. So, what are we giving it for a rating? Four point seven five. Another golden. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to go with Ash, and I have to agree. It was a 4.75. It was absolutely great. That's about all the same, then, is it, for all of us? Yeah. 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 You can't complain, can you? No. These are the matches, like, these are the ones where you, you kind of do have to just just say to people, like, you've got to just, just go out your way and watch it. Because no review is ever going to do it justice. Like, yeah. you're going to do yourself an injustice yeah. by not going and just watching it and appreciating you, yeah. the match. I mean, even if you're not a fan of Japanese wrestling at all and you've never seen it, just go and watch Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, even if you don't go in watching this year's one, just watch a Wrestle Kingdom, whether it be yeah. last year's or the year before when it was Omega and Okada. Just watch Wrestle Kingdom, even if that's the only piece of Japanese wrestling you watch throughout the whole year. It's absolutely... As Russ said, you are doing yourself an injustice if you don't watch it, because it is absolutely phenomenal. What I'd like to to know as well from you guys, um, if you you know hit us up in the comments and just let us know if you've if you've not got into it yet, or, or you're planning to, or if you've only recently got into it, or even even if you've been into it for a long time, what how did you get into Japanese wrestling? It doesn't necessarily have to be New Japan, because like we've said previously, it's not the most accessible thing over here. Yeah. And that's that's just talking from the UK. And I imagine the States is potentially going to be a similar situation. But, yeah. you know, for, well, for me, for example, I just went out and just watched one of... It's on the New Japan World YouTube channel. And occasionally they just have full matches up there, don't they? Yeah. And I would just watch just the odd match here and there. And they really work. But they're, they're fantastic to watch on their own. But when you have that full backstory like you're getting when you're watching the full show and everything else, it really, really does add more believe it or not but let us know what what you think what yeah. yours were i mean for me it was like i watched a little bit of dragon gate um like years and years ago but yeah it was it was when i as i said on on our last review is when i first sort of like well i'd heard of new japan and that but i'd never actually really seen it and i think it might have been wrestle kingdom 12 or 13 that I watched mm. and then after that I was just like yeah like this is really 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 fucking good like I've, I've got to keep up with this The Dragon it just, it just completely blew me away yeah well, it, uh, as it's done for me with this um, that, that, the Dragon Gate comment you made there because 
I remember this would have been back in like 2007. I'm going to have a shout out for Jake. Yeah. <laughs> on this one. So if you're listening, Jakey boy, <laughs> there you go. Shout out for you. But yeah, I remember um, watching some Dragon Gate from him and it was the first time I'd seen Pac, I believe, uh, completely different now, obviously. Like, yeah. you go back and look mm-hmm. at him then. And this was 2007, but the show might not have been 2007. It might have even been earlier than that. Yeah. And there was... Um, it was also through Jack that I actually watched and got into CCW as well. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I remember CCW because of the... It was when we have the wrestling channel here in the UK on Sky. Yeah. Before it got to the point where it only it just started showing you, like, British movies. Um, yeah. it, you know, you'd get TNA on there and you'd get uh, CZW, Irish Whiplash Wrestling. Bit of Ring know, of Honor. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, and I remember, because the only other person I remember from that um, time, though, was, oh, was it something like Hulk or something like that? BB Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Is he still going? That's a long time ago. I had to look it up. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that'll be one of our, our missions for the year. We're going to we're gonna have to get ourselves all nice and uh, spruced up on Dragon Gate, and we'll probably do something for Dragon Gate this year. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. All right, well. Oh, here we here go. Here we go, then. The main event of the night, Kota Ibushi going in as champion versus Switchblade, Jay White with Guido for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships. We would like to review this for you, but it's actually still going on. So <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to wait and see if it finishes while we record. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, as Ash was saying uh, before we actually started recording this review, it's the longest mm. match in Wrestle Kingdom history at 48 minutes and five seconds. No, it didn't feel like it. It felt like an hour and a half. Yeah, no, having said in that, the nicest, though, in the nicest way exactly. possible, it did feel like it was an hour. Yeah, having said that, though, I can't remember it. Obviously, if if that is if that rings true, what you said, Ash, and you've researched it in that, but I'm not sure. I know for a fact that Omega and Okada had a well, not three stages of hell, but it was like it beats it by about two or three minutes. No, I the, think. is that it that one? That two out of three falls was Dominion. Yes, because that because that was well over an hour. Yeah, it's like so, an yeah. hour fifteen. It wasn't Wrestle Kingdom then. Yeah, I was getting it mixed up with their match at Wrestle Kingdom the year before. So yeah, their Wrestle you're right. their Wrestle Kingdom match was though up until obviously yeah. this year. That I think that was still yeah. the longest because it came in like forty six something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this one beat it by two minutes. But you know what? Because again, watching it again today, I kind of think I, I thought to myself, I was like. It might not have beat it if it wasn't for Jay White at the very early stages of the match. Just keep rolling outside to the ring and like he was good mock clapping yeah. the crowd. The crowd. Do you think that was, was a, a tactical move for him? A hundred percent. And if it was Jay White, hats off to you, my friend, because that's how you put your name in the history books. Yeah. Whether you're going to stay or you're going to go, um, he's got a stay. We'll get to if that later. To we'll the, get to that later. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, Jay, right, <laughs> from one Jay to another. <laughs> If you're listening to this, which you probably never will, but if you do, don't go. <laughs> Stay where you are. In all fairness, though, if if they ever were listening to this, then, you know, thanks a lot, because this was fucking great, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I could do this as awesome claps, I would, but I don't want to deafen the, the listeners, so. <laughs> no. This was, yeah, in the nicest way possible, it did feel longer than 48 minutes, yeah. but... 
What a match, though. What an absolute yeah. match. Again, it just goes to what we were saying before about the build, building the match mm. from the way it started to all these different points, all these different almost like sections of the match. Mm. And it was like, it was genuinely as close to... The closest I can think do to describe it like briefly is to just say like that is the closest thing to actually being on like a, a non-physical journey mm. through a Definitely. match. And, um, you know, Okada and Osprey did it the night before. And this one really did it here for me as well. Big time. I don't know how to talk about this match without saying the words, this was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> really was fucking yeah. awesome. One thing I want to mention. It's one of the best matches I've ever seen in a long time. One thing I want to mention about Jay Wright, and you're probably not going to like this, is he reminded me of Seth Rollins a little bit. Ugh, I'm I, out. I thought I thought that at a few points, yeah. I don't it know if was, it had um, to, cause I, Maybe because I watched SummerSlam 2015 and it's the same style-looking... <laughs> So Jay White has only been has he only been a professional wrestler for seven years? Is that right? He ain't been. Yeah, I don't think he's been going long, and he hasn't really been in New Japan for that long either. I think I remember when I I first saw his match, and this was like a couple of years ago when he was like he weren't over at all or anything. He was just I think it was just when he was coming in, but yeah. but he, even then he stood out to me. His debut was February two thousand thirteen. Oh, no, it wouldn't have been that then because I wow. saw him later on after that. But um... can we take a moment to really just let that sink in? That his debut was 2013. It's now 2021, only just. So you know, rounding it down, seven years. Yeah, yeah. The guy has been doing this for seven years, and then he pulls that out of his ass. Yeah, <laughs> he's fucking. Great. I mean, that's unbelievable. If if you want to talk about somebody that's just got it. Jay White has fucking got it. Yes. And it does take, it, you know, it's not just one person. It takes two. And Kota Ibushi here, after the performance in that amazing main event from night oh. one, outdid himself somehow Lit- for this one. I was one. literally just going to say, like, Ibushi's been one of my favourites ever since I saw The first time I saw him was when he was in the WWE Cruiserweight Championship, Cruiserweight Classical, whatever it was. Yeah, and now... And um, yes, yeah. that was a long time Ever ago. since then. And then when he went back... 16. Yeah, to, to New Japan... Um, yeah, just blew me a lot. I knew how good he was. I didn't think he could be, get any better, but as you just said, like this match, he actually outdone himself again. He did, really did. And I'll tell you what was interesting for me, because again, there was mentioning this on commentary. I found myself really listening to the commentary a lot more than I would normally on other wrestling shows. And I know why. I, I think that's a testament to why. Because they don't put themselves over. No, well, there was a little <laughs> bit of it with this one because of Rocky Romero, but that was kind of understandable. But yeah, yes, you but are they're right. Not trying to give themselves the attention. No, but what they're telling it wasn't even just that. It was it was the actual substance. Like they're talking about stuff that I'm interested in, especially as someone who's new. They were like, it it wasn't they, the commentary isn't there just for people that have been following New Japan. It's really easy for you to follow if you're new to it, like I am. Mm. Like. I, I know, you know, I know a fair bit about New Japan. I know a lot about who's where and, you know, who's done what and a lot of the matches and stuff. But in terms of like watching it, full show and now really trying to get into it on a regular basis, this is new for me. So the commentary team were, were just all over it and they were just on it. But they mentioned that, you know, this is, it's kind of a, a, unimaginable almost because Kota Ibushi had always been thought of as a tag team wrestler. Yeah. And but- when I said for night one, that it's weird because that this was his first main event because I've always just thought Kota Ibushi, Wrestle Kingdom, obviously because, you know, 
Kotobushi New Japan, he's one of the biggest names I knew from New Japan. So I just assumed he would have been, you know, a champion before or, or heavyweight champion before, um, well, you know, I, and main event. I looked it up. Yeah. I looked it up, and it says he main evented last year's Wrestle Kingdom day one. So I don't know where they got the. He never headlined a Wrestle Kingdom before. Oh well, then that is that is odd. Yeah, he was the IC champion that got unified with um, the heavyweight title day one. Oh uh, well, then there. You, well, that is yeah. They may maybe they're just referring to night two. Maybe, but yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting. Like the guy apparently is a tag team guy. And from what you were saying earlier, Ash, when you're thinking, um, and Jay actually, when, when you're saying about you know guys that have broken out from stables, and it's not very often you see everybody do really well. Yeah. But then, you know, you look at somebody like him and Omega then. and The golden lovers. I mean, just look at them both. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no Gennetti there. And both currently, oh God, well, that's a good thing. And both currently the heavyweight champions of their respected companies. So, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And just imagine, right, just imagine, I'll interject a minute, right, just imagine if they do do this cross-promotion thing, right. Oh, God. <laughs> and Omega versus Ibushi. No, not necessarily titles on the line, but a champion versus champion match. Well, now, yeah. wouldn't that be fucking something special? It fucking Former would be. tag team partners, best friends. No, they're not. Now champion, enemies. They're, they're not the best friends. That's champion versus <laughs> champion versus champion. Now, would that not be a match for the ages? And then you get Rocky Romero show up, and he's like, "Trent, I thought I was your best friend." And then Chucky's like, "No, I'm his best friend now." And then they have a fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we're actually Book booking this card <laughs> before anything's even happened. <laughs> what, what about the, the match itself then here? Because I, this is a, like what Ash was saying in the last one, it is difficult to really talk about all of this. And again, because it was so long and you can't talk the psychology. Like it, we can talk about the moves in it and what happened where and how it made us feel, but we can't talk about like how it actually really went down because you've got to watch it. I... But, yeah. I love the fact that they played on their G1 finish mm. where um, Jay White has a foot on the ropes in a back... Was it backslide? Or he had the, it? Yeah, cause it was the, yeah, it was the backslide and then he kind of crawled his way up onto the top rope. Yeah, and then Red Shoes Ref caught him. it. Yeah. So that was good. I love there was that. a lot of cool callbacks. I mean, I won't jump straight to the finish, but that was really impressive. And then... I t- oh, there was what is it with some of these guys, man? And Kota's one of the fucking guiltiest parties for this. Are you? Do you not care about breaking your neck? <laughs> really? Because there was the first one was that fucking back suplex from. They were on the outside, and Jay White back suplexed him onto the apron. Yeah, that hurt. But like, he. <laughs> I don't yeah, know hurt, what it is with the fucking hurt me. This is the thing with the bushy and like. Near, nearly every time I see him, he's always either landing on his head or getting put on his head. Was this? Was it? Was it him who did the crossroads off the from the? No, it was him against Cody. No, that was it. That him was, and Cody um, at Wrestle Kingdom 13, 14? It, Yes, it might have been. It was either him or Osprey. There was. There was I'm sure he had a match with Cody where he did. They did the crossroads to the outside. Yeah, it was. Mm. That was. It was either Cody and Ibushi or Cody and Osprey. One of the two. But yeah, I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen him take a lot of sick bumps. So it's you could honestly you could have pulled up a counter on that and just just put a little tick in every time Abushi landed on his head and took a head bump. <laughs> honestly, 
If it wasn't the big spike DDT, it was there was more towards the back end of the match. There was more back suplexes. Yeah. Um, I think there was a. Uh, I, th- I think maybe some sort of snapdragon, where he sort of landed on his head as well. Um, this this sort of, this match sort of had everything as well, didn't it? Again, more. I can't ref remember, bumps. but did he did he land the moonsault? Ibushi, did he? Did no. he do the, the golden triangle moonsault? No, he did a phoenix splash. phoenix splash, which I thought should have been the finish, but yeah, was that the finish? Well, no, it wasn't. No, the finish. Well, we can say the finish now if you want to. Well, I want to get. I want to get to the, there's one more thing I want to talk about, which Jay there's White like did. Ten more I want to talk about. Well, I want, <laughs> Go for it, Ash, yeah. One thing I want to talk about with Jay White, which because we talked about in the last episode about the swearing. Yeah. When when he keeps putting Abushi's ribs into the ring, the ring uh, into the ring, and he's like. Fucking have it, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That made me laugh. He was—he played a very good heel, Jay White, just in general for this one, and he didn't have to rely on the swearing for it. Yeah, well, he, it was just just taking the piss out of like the crowd and going out and doing his clapping and like we said at the start of the match and stuff. But um, just heel tactics. I loved the dynamic between him and the manager. Yeah, uh, they were Guido. good, Guido, because. It was that whole thing, like, obviously Jay White wanted Guido to get involved, but he would keep saying it like, oh, no, yep, no, stay back. No, don't. I don't need your help. Like, the, the Red Shoes was going over to him. He's like, no, I don't need your help. Go, watch him. Go and watch yeah. him. And it was stuff like that. And I thought, this is brilliant. Yeah, almost like he was the booker. Almost like he was the booker. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny that um, a guy called Jay is a heel? Just saying. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't go a day without roasting me. <laughs> I don't know. It, the match was spectacular. It was out of this fucking world. Um, what did you think to Bushi no selling for like five minutes straight? Is that? I mean, I kind of gathered from commentary that that's something that he's done before. Is that like his version of maybe hulking up? Yeah, because yeah, he, he does do it. Yeah, I was because I was thinking, is that why he keeps calling himself God? Well. I wanted so the god thing. I thought obviously because Abushi retains here anyway, so yeah. Um, they mention it at the end anyway, saying about you know oh he's he's gone through this journey of you know trying to he's chase god, then he's trying to whatever, and now he is god. And like we said before, it's kind of you know we're not used to that being really a face mentality. Mm. Nah. you know that's more of a heel thing. But there was a point in this match where. It, I mean, Kota Ibushi was coming across as the heel for me. It was almost like this... Um, it, it was after this sort of point that you mentioned there when he's kind of no-selling and he's just become so, like, just aggressive and no matter what um, Jay White was doing to him, it had no effect. And then, you know, Ibushi would just respond with another forearm and just down him. Yeah. He'd just be down. <laughs> and then he just kept going and going. And then, and then commentary team are selling it because they're like, oh, we're not, you know, I'm not sure. Is this a place he should go to? Not, you know, this isn't like Kota. And then he's about to like really lay into him. Red Shoes goes to sort of intervene. He pushes Red Shoes, like again, another one of those pushing Red Shoes and he flies off into the seventh row. Yeah. <laughs> and a, but it's Abushi that pushed him. And I was like, oh, okay. Not the only ref bun in the match either. I'd say, to be honest, that is the only thing I didn't really like. The, the length is, the, the length you need to take it or leave it really. You're either going to, the, the length of the match is either going to do this, uh, put this down for you or you, you're not going to mind it. If you don't mind long matches, and especially if you're already a New Japan fan, then you're going to be used to it. 
but 45 uh, 48 minutes is a long time to sit through one singles match yeah um so that is potentially you know a detriment to it if you're not used to seeing that but then also there were a lot of ref bumps in one match not just for the whole night either and it wasn't and it was it was red shoes in like you know almost every match and it as overall we'll, we'll say about it maybe after the match but overall that just mm. it stuck out for me a little bit and i think it was just overdone a bit too much on night two but that's the only like the only bad thing i really have to say about this match was that few too many ref bumps and the length probably isn't going to be for everybody but yeah i, I don't know if it I was thought, day I thought one it was or two all right, though. i don't know if it's day one or two wasn't there a ref bump where someone got pushed off the top rope and then he moved to the referee because he was out of position <laughs> yeah i think so i think there might have been yeah i don't know which match it was but that's just now you're talking about that i can't remember. um honestly can't remember <laughs> two things about jy which was why i love him was um when um abushi was in that no cell mood and he's like come on just pin me come on just pin me yeah and then having a kick out where his shoulder just barely lifted up good that was awesome and again commentary team can't really put them over enough and that's the funny thing they weren't putting themselves over but now you've got to put them over when you do a review because they were so good and that was so refreshing but they're like oh look that they really sold it and they was like look you know all you need it's just the shoulder just needs to have no contact with the mat they just they were just really putting it over and it looked like Jay White was in a really desperate situation, which was interesting considering that he really dominated potentially the first 20 minutes of that match. Yeah. Like yeah. super dominated it. There's not, I mean, you can talk spots all you want and I don't know if you guys have got more for it, but you've got to watch it. It's the psychology more than anything for this one. Yeah. It was the psychology. Like I was saying about the foot and rope spot again, it was like that storytelling and wrestling. Yeah. So much. There were so many layers in that match. It was Honestly, fantastic. Actually, just to go to what we were saying about earlier as well, with the belts having meaning, again, they were, they were putting that across. Like So the IWGP Intercontinental Championship has the white strap, and that symbolizes that you're the strongest. And then the IWGP Heavyweight title, which is the black strap, signifies that you're the best. So he's the, he's the strongest, he's the best. I guess now he's God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no problem so, with that. <laughs> I think I, just, I can just see a coat of heel turn coming sometime in the. I don't, I don't want to say near future, but I think it will. I think there will be something. Down I think the line. it's if, something that will happen. Yeah. If he continues with that gimmick, I can't see how it wouldn't. I loved it. I loved those. I don't know what what he calls it, um, but again, it's the same thing that uh, Omega does as well. Obviously, the V trigger. Yeah. But where he holds the arms as well. Bang. And he kind of like yeah, he, he got him with with like a standing upright one. Then he pulled his arms at the back and did one into the back of him. And then he got him one more time at the front. And then that's what finished him off. He did it to Gado. So I guess... He did it to Gado as well, didn't he? Or he Gado. did, yeah. Gado? Guido. 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 So I guess that's... Um, I suppose that's... Yeah. I mean, I'm saying I really enjoyed that. But then in retrospect, obviously, that's not really any different than what happened with Sonata and Evil. No. Where he kind of <laughs> hit a load and then, you know, but... This felt like it belonged more just because they had such a long, long war with each other and they just couldn't put each other away. The thing is, though, the only other thing I'd say is that when Abishu did hit that knee, the, the, the initial V-trigger just before the last two, um, 
I was expecting him to sell the knee more because he was at that point shortly before that where he looked like he was in genuine peril. Because um, obviously White has him locked in that kind of leg lock, that knee lock. And, you know, he's pulling him away from the ropes. Then he keeps it in a bit after he's grabbed the ropes. And I just expect him to sell it a bit more. And he, and he didn't really sell it as much. So, you know, that's the only other thing. But, yeah, he walks out. Obviously, after getting the one, two, three from kneeing him in the face multiple times and in the back <laughs> of the head. And that's not quite the end of Wrestle Kingdom, but that's the end of that match, which was fucking insane. Definitely. Before we get, before we get on to that next bit, then, let's, let's give our ratings for this one. For me, five stars. Yeah, come on. Of course it is. <laughs> Minus five. Just kidding again. It's a five star for me. It's a number five star. <laughs> yeah, it's a silver from me. It was really good. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. It's a platinum. Of course it's a platinum. Can I ask, because you know Meltzer probably gave this a five and a half or six maybe. Would you would you rate any match higher than a, your platinum or five star? I did think about this, but again, like this is what I'm, I'm doing trophies. I'm doing rating system. I'm just doing ratings in general just because... People do it, don't they? Like, yeah. You either like a match or you don't like a match, and then the the, ma- the matches you like, you're going to like some more than others. And it doesn't mean that you know those other ones are trash. You still like those matches, but there are some matches that really get you and hit you in different ways and stuff like that. And you'd go and watch them again and again and yeah, again. Definitely. And this maybe t- potentially isn't going to be one of those I'd watch loads and loads because of how long it is. But I would watch this match again. Obviously, I've watched it twice now. That's probably it for me now for for a fair few months before I go back and watch this again. But yeah. ratings are subjective, like we've always said, and we we just do it for fun, don't we? We review it, and this is this is what's been great about reviewing Wrestle Kingdom is because it was both nights have been really fun, even where it's you know like we said before with night two, it didn't start off as good as it probably could have done, and it didn't start off as well as night one. But the shows have been super fun to watch. And that's what being a wrestling fan is meant to be, right? You're meant to sit there and have a good time and enjoy it. So yeah, then when you get exactly. to talk about it after, like what we're doing now, that's the main thing. The, the, the review is really like, Always. how much fun did we all have watching the show? Yeah, I could that's tell the you most important re- takeaway from uh, it. Rating for that match if you want. It's going to be over five. Yeah, go on. Because he gave that main event a 5.25. Okay. But he did give another match that night on day two a five star. Which was? Jeff Cobb. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, I can see that. All right, so what happened after the match? He got challenged, didn't he? In a very polite way, yeah. Very respectful way. Yeah. Break it down for us then, Ashley. Break it down. He got challenged from Sonata. 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 Yeah. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Frank Sinatra come out at the end and he, he went, nah. He went, and now my time has come. <laughs> If that's the words, I don't know. He wanted it done his way, let's just be honest. Well, that's life. Yeah, but this lady ain't a tramp, so. <laughs> I just remember he got a challenge for it, and whenever it's going to end, the beach is like, whenever we can, we'll do it. Good. Pretty much. Yeah. And he came out looking sharp in that suit as well. Very nice suit. Considering Very he had a ma- good suit. Considering he had a match like an hour before that. Yeah, I thought that, yeah. yeah respectful, so- two very respectful ends. Yeah. Absolutely. So down down the road, we're going to get Sonata and Ibushi. Yep. And um, we're also going to get uh, Moxley 
Kenter. And Kenter. Yeah, absolutely. I have to remember his name there for a minute. <laughs> maybe Dominion. Hopefully, hopefully be on the same show. Maybe Dominion, oh. maybe G1 finals day. We don't know when the restrictions are going to change. That's yeah. true. We're, yeah, we're, yeah. We'll have to just keep an eye open for it. All comes down to that, I suppose. I think it's time we talk about Jay White's future. I mean, there's not really much more we can say that we didn't already say on night one. Well, yeah. one he's thing... not going and end off, really. So, yeah, th- this was uh, our review of the uh, night two of <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 15. I found out a bit of information, though, about... Because AEW contacted Jay White before AEW, and Jay White said, no, I've got a seven-year contract, and that was about two years ago. So he's got a long way to go, if, he, if that's yeah. true. Well, yeah, but then, but then the other reports state that he's at the end of the contract, and that at the moment he's very fifty-fifty whether or not he's going to re-sign with New Japan because WWE have offered him a really lucrative deal. I suppose it depends on which reports are true. Again, this is the problem with dirt sheets, isn't it? You never yeah. know. Jay White knows, but, but in, in a way, it's a good storyline to say I've quit. That and he comes back, yeah, in the near future, yeah, yeah. and probably comes contender again at Wrestle Kingdom next year because either way you look at it even in defeat I mean after the match they was having to like basically drag him out of the ring weren't they because he was still he did that whole selling of like you know he thought the match may still be going on he was out of it but he was still trying to grab Kota and stuff and it was you know yeah because didn't who did that the day before someone else did that they didn't know they won I think it might have been Ibushi himself (laughs) (laughs) but I guess we'll really know the situation at Rumble. If, if. So I just, I don't know. I can't see it. And then travel as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think Rumble, you know, that's way too soon for any anything. Yeah, even if he did. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think if he did go to WWE, I think he, he should Mania. get the AJ's. Well, Mania maybe, but he needs to get the AJ Styles treatment in terms yeah. of, you know, I'm, I love NXT, but he would need to go straight to the main roster and he'd need yeah. to be put in like AJ was, straight away solidify him as a top main yeah. event star. Well, but knowing WWE, they won't do that though. They'll put him in fucking NXT. No, they'll, they, they'll definitely put him main roster. I know they did it with Shinsuke and they did it with Balor. They did right by AJ. I've got to say, I don't think WWE's really done wrong by AJ. No, no. He's, he's one of the few exceptions. Yeah. Very few, yeah. But I don't know. The future has the answers to that I suppose doesn't it and we'll find out soon enough what Jay White is doing but to be honest like we said it's a business decision at the end of the day it's whatever's going to be best for him so it's not going to change the wrestler he is you know it might change the way he's booked and how often he's booked and what kind of you know storylines and matches he's put into but after that performance we all know what kind of caliber of talent he is after seven years if he goes I'm just waiting for him to get a stupid gimmick a really stupid gimmick. No, I think they'll keep him as Jay White and they'll keep who he is. Well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't change Shinsuke, did they? Well, they made they they kind of made him Michael Jackson, didn't they? And then there was that Nak America stuff as well. That was funny. They, they, caught, they made him the artist, which was you know, bullshit. Wasn't great. Bollocks. I I didn't mind Nak America. I Bollocks. think they could have done a lot more with that, but yeah. You know, it's not a gift. Uh, they ruined it. They ruined him. They ruined it. Go back to New Japan. Face Ibushi. <laughs> End of. <laughs> Time will tell. Time will tell. What about show overall then? Not uh, as good as day one. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this one. I'll give a four, four and a half. 
But that's not to take anything away from it, though. That was a bloody good show. Apart, yeah. from, apart from the two, oh, the first two matches, four point two five. I'm not saying the, yeah. I'm not saying the first two were awful. Like I said, they weren't memorable. Yeah, no, no I know what you mean. It. Yeah, exactly. They were good matches. They just, you know, in comparison to everything else on the card, they felt like matches that weren't that could have been a pre-tape. Pre-show. Yeah, or pre-show, a pre-taped yeah. from a, a televised event. I wasn't Definitely. them. Definitely. Yeah, I um, like I said, I am. I've got a red card uh, night one because it was gold in them. And then this one would be gold for me because all the same reasons that you guys said. As a standalone show, if this wasn't a night two of anything, this would still be a really good fucking show. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, night one definitely stole it. Can I ask one question? Which is better? The main event of day two, or Osprey Okada? Well, overall... I, I, could, I couldn't give you an answer to that, Ash. Yeah, that's hard. They're, they're both good in their own way, for different reasons you, as well. Exactly, yeah, exactly that. I couldn't I couldn't say which was better. Exactly that. If I was... I, I, I could probably answer it by saying which one I'd probably watch more, like to re, like replaying it in the future, and that would be... Osprey and Okada. And that's really just down to the fact that it's a shorter match. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That is it. That's the only reason. But ama- just just amazing matches and what a start to the year. Only yeah. contenders for match of the year. Only contenders for show of the year. What was your match of the night for night two? Oh, it's easy. It's got to be it's the main event, isn't it? It's got to be. Jeff Cobb and Shingo could have easily been match of the night because that's my second favourite match of the night. But you've got to go with that main event. Yeah. All right. Well, that's out the way then. One more question. <laughs> one more question. Who was the, who was the standout performer? Because I know we had people who did wrestle on both days, but Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Cobb for night so, two, yeah. just because I was so surprised by it. Yeah, that Jeff Cobb and Shingo was probably the the the, the one that surprised me the most. Yeah, you know what you're going to get with Ibushi. You know what you're going to get with Jay White. Like you knew you were going to get an amazing match, mm. but for for me and obviously then for you guys as well, Jeff Cobb was like the the big surprise for yeah. night one because we didn't do that for night one. But for night one, I'd probably said the standout surprise for me probably was um, for me it was the opener. Yeah, I think it probably was El Fantasma, To be honest, for me. Or like not, in terms well, of like the standout guy, it would have been Fantasmo. Because I'd already seen him wrestle before, I knew what to expect. But yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, it but all before it's different. <laughs> but, like I, but like I said, it's different watching some guy be a heel one company and be a face at another. Yeah, yeah. he nailed it. He nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, right then. That 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 was that. That was that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that. That was our review of New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 15, Night 2. And once again, if you've joined us for this one, please do go back and listen to our Night 1 review. Go back and listen to some others as well if you want to. You know, if you've got time. Yeah, go on. Might Ain't as got well. nothing better to do if you're in the UK, let's face it, so you might as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ain't going anywhere. <laughs> so, no. we hope you've enjoyed the show. And once again, if you're a new listener, or even if you're an old listener, please make sure... 
uh, if you've enjoyed the episode, to hit us up with a follow on whatever streaming device or platform you use to get Absolutely. your podcasts. Wherever you go, we will be there in some form. So get us where you go. We will be there. We're everywhere. I'm right behind we're, you. We're all, over the, we're all over the shop. We're like NPCs. We just spawn. <laughs> just spawn out of nowhere. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> help. I would help you, but I took an out in the knee. <laughs> oh, you haven't even played Skyrim. Get out you, of it! With how, how dare you fucking quote yeah. Skyrim when you'll never play the fucking, fucking game? You ain't no David. Been trying to, been trying to fucking get you to play it for years, and now he fucking pulls out a quote from nowhere. If you weren't already bold, I'd Fusro die your hair off, you big <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I wish you took an arrow to the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We got tons and tons of stuff. We're going to be uh, doing this month like review to Hard to Kill, Impact Wrestling. We've got the Rumble coming up. We're going to be talking about ECW in 2021, if it was still around. So, yeah. we got a lot looking, of coming up. Looking forward to that. This was Three Men, One Fall. Who are the three men? I've been Jay. I have been. I probably still will be. Well, I'm Ashley. Sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Russ. So there's that. <laughs> Oh, thanks again, everyone. Stay safe. Don't try this at home. Goodbye and good night. Thank you. Boo. Three men, three men. One ball, one ball. I did it, I did it for the people, for the people.